Hello, and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness, and you're tuned in to Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki, and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talent. Our motto, Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today is a singer-songwriter who delivers original and memorable songs that feature simple, heartfelt lyrics on life and love, which at times capture a classic folk sensibility. When not anchoring songs with her guitar, she picks up her violin and provides another emotional voice to the arrangement. Her debut album, Only Be You, came out in 2017 along with Mike McLean on the upright bass and Harry Gambrell on dobro, banjo, mandolin, and harmony. They've been playing through the mid-Atlantic region from their home base in the Delaware Valley since then. Please join me in welcoming the awesomely talented and super, super sweet Rebecca Lang of Florentino. Rebecca, how are you? Welcome to Mixin'. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki. It's so nice to be here. Excellent. I'm so happy to have you here as well. I'm looking forward to learning more about you as are our listeners. So we're going to kick things right off. Can you tell us, when did you fall in love with music? Well... I, as a as a young person, I took lessons on the violin, and uh, my older sisters did as well. And I don't know if I loved it, but I started really early, and then I I did start to really enjoy playing, and really enjoyed playing with other people. But it was very much, pretty much like classical, and I love classical music and I know it's it's just so beautiful and I can't wait to be in you know a local orchestra at some time when I when I retire from uh having you know when my kids get older and things like that around this area but I just I you know really it wasn't until maybe a little bit later maybe in my 20s I picked up the guitar um actually while teaching in New York City I was a early intervention teacher, and my students really would benefit from when I would, you know, play some songs with with them, and I really didn't start writing, writing songs until maybe my late 20s or 30s, and then I just really started to fall in love with um, playing music because I realized I had a, I could sing, I, I had a voice, I could tell my feelings and my experiences in life. So it was just wonderful to kind of find that out later in life. It, it wasn't um, really until later I sort of found my voice. So that was really neat. And then I didn't oh, start a band, a story. My band until I was yeah, I was I was like in my late thir- mid thirties when I started a band and asked people to join me in playing. So it's kind of been a little different story, and and here I am. So <laughs> awesome, awesome, love that. So how would you describe your music? Is there any specific genre that you would put yourself in? I mean, when when um, I have to fill out a form, or you know, they they generally just have folk, but I mean. Yeah, I, I have a little bit of a mixture. Maybe um, occasionally I have a 
a bluegrass touch in there, Americana sound, but generally just, uh, you know, singer-songwriter folk music, I would say. I can definitely hear the bluegrass in your music, so I'm actually glad that you called that out. Folk is such a very, yeah. very broad genre, I think. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, definitely, yeah, it definitely is. And I do get that Americana, bluegrassy type of vibe from some of your music. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you threw that in there. I hate being yeah. tied to a specific genre. I know. I, I kind of do too. And I, I think it is because of, um, you know, some of my backgrounds, like in growing up, um, my mom played the piano, and so I, I learned songs from her um, that she played in church. And so, you know, I just had that experience. And then I, you know, going to college and sort of learning to jam a little bit more on my violin. I think I just had multiple musical experiences that allowed me to kind of explore different genres. And, of course, I always loved Alison Krauss, and who doesn't? <laughs> and mm. um, just uh, so gifted and, and talented and, you know, just a wonderful fiddle player. And so, yeah, I have a few songs, like Save Your Tears and Run Like the Wind and Be Careful What You Wish For is maybe a little bluegrassy, too, when my bandmate adds uh, some banjo and things like that. But... Yeah, so I I love bluegrass music, too. Excellent, excellent. So you mentioned kiddos, children. Do you write any children's music? Yeah, I I think that really started um, when I had my first son. I have four boys, and uh, my oldest is 18. And, you know, just, just having your first child, it was... Uh, just so wonderful and, and kind of opened up a whole, you know, just started writing some, some music for him. And then I'm also a teacher, a special ed teacher. And so I just write songs um, that I know can help my students. It's more of like a morning meeting type song structure, I guess. I, you know, would write about themes or seasons and things like that. But um, I just love having the ability just to, you know, take a theme and then write simple lyrics and have kids learn or use movement um, with the songs and or point to a board. Um, Some of the students I teach or have taught in the past are nonverbal. So, you know, the more picture symbols we can use and things like that, the more engaged they can be. And whether that's them picking from signs that have different instruments on them and then I know what instrument they'd like to play or just having them choose, you know, a picture symbol based on what song they'd like. So that's that's just something that I love doing and I think I'm going to be doing that a lot more even in terms of getting them to see, you know, what kind of songs they could write uh, with my help. Oh, wow. So that's kind of a really neat area that I just get so excited about. <laughs> I love that idea of having that little, like, mini mini songwriting session with kids. I think that'll yeah. be fun. I think it'll be really, really fun yes. to see what they come up with. Oh, my God, that's a great Definitely. idea. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I really, I really love it. And there's a wonderful little coffee shop around this area where I'm from, and they have a 
I think it's every Friday night, they open it up and they have singer-songwriters come and, and play. And it's for, you know, I think the man who started it, he really was trying to reach out to the special needs population and have a wonderful social time for people that they can come and have dinner. And so I that's just part of my um, passion, and, and I just love that you can use your, you know, your talents and really help and, and do wonderful things for people in the community. No, I think that's fantastic. I love that. Absolutely love that. I'm glad that we had that question because it really oh, talks thanks. about – Yeah, no, it's really great because it really talks about a lot of the things that you're doing from a community perspective. I love tying it back to your family, your own children. Mm -hmm. I also have boys. I have two. I also have an 18-year-old. I also wrote them a song. I wouldn't call it. Yeah, I wouldn't call it kids music, but, you know. Yeah, so that's really cool. So we have some things in common. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Do your kids play? um, Do they play? Uh, the younger one, like no. Uh, he's 16, more into golf. Okay. And the older one is interested in music, interested more, but from the production side of things. So uh, yeah, he dabbles yeah. a little bit here and there. Yeah. Nice. So cool. Oh, How nice. fun. So you mentioned a little bit earlier talking about putting the band together and things like that. Give us a little bit of overview how yeah. the band came together. And what do you feel that they add to your music? Well, I knew I was actually at the time playing in a singer songwriter's um, John Gala is his name in this area, and I was playing the violin for him. And I just realized, like, I love playing in this band, but I need to have my own band. <laughs> and he was so nice and said, "See you later if you need to leave." And I, I met a dobro player and i always loved the dobro i always just loved the slide guitar as well and i met a dobro player harry gambrel and he also played the banjo and the mandolin and he adds some harmony occasionally to a few of my songs so we started playing together and then he knew an upright bass player uh, Mike McLean, and then Mike also plays with me. And those guys were in a bluegrass band called um, the Jersey Corn Pickers, which was a really great band in this area for quite some time. I think they just recently kind of disbanded, but they were a great band. And so, yeah, I just started playing with the two of them. And here and there, we we may have had a drummer at one point or a few folks that would join me if one of the guys couldn't um, be playing with me for some reason. So I've had, you know, different people at times, but generally Harry and Mike will play with me and they're just such great guys and, um, you know, can kind of just join me when I say, oh, I, you know, I have this gig, can you join, can, um, you know, oh, I wrote a new song today, and it's, you know, learning new music and everything, but um, it's just been great, and they've been wonderful at just uh, adapting to whatever we need to adapt to. It has been a little more challenging with COVID and things like that, but I did, when we were really on lockdown, I did a few, you know, online gigs and things like that, where they, they not, weren't always necessarily with me. So, yeah, they've just been a great addition to my band and just great playing with them. They're very professional and 
very talented. So I'm really lucky to to play with them. Awesome. And what are some of the venues that you guys play? I mean, I know you play around, okay, you mentioned New Jersey, but also Delaware Valley. So some of the venues that you play around that that area. Well, like we just did World Cafe Live. I opened for a great singer-songwriter, Veronica Stanton from Nashville, and this was her second time opening there. And so we just did that in December. We're going to be doing um, a festival in the springtime coming up. But around here, there's like the Philadelphia Folk Fest is a really big fest. And um, I'll give a shout-out to the warehouse in Slothmore, PA. It's so nice to play. Bourbon and Branch, I used to play there. Not so much anymore. Um, Rockwood Music Hall in New York. And I'm trying to think of where else. Uh, the Lansdowne Folk Club is a wonderful place to play, beautiful venue um, right in Lansdowne. So, yeah, just, there's, there's a lot of places in this area to play, you know, and we're, we're close enough to New York, but we're, you know, we're close enough to Delaware. Um, so it's a, it's, it's a nice place to play when we, you know, get invited to different places. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. No, that area is really a hot spot for various stuff because you can you can hop kind of around, you know, exactly. to various different places. So yeah, so it's 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 a really great 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 spot to be. So this yeah, is yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it really it really is, and I'm definitely familiar with Rockwood. Been there a couple of times, and we actually had a sim jam there in October. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, I actually like that place. Yeah, it's fun. Love that place. Love that place. Hoping to go back maybe this year. I don't know. Right now we're planning another one um, in a different location. But okay. Anywho. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Great place to stop and share one of your songs. Loved this absolutely very, very much when I first listened to it. Can you tell us about Only Be You? And this is the title track off your debut album, correct? Yeah, yeah, that that is. I just sing that one. Harry is such an important part of that one on his dobro. It sort of opens up the the song, so you won't hear hear the dobro. But I just wrote it um, probably four or five years ago, and yeah, I, I just uh, it just really sort of. Well, I just will let it speak for itself, I think. <laughs> it's the best way to go okay, about that. Well, yeah, we <laughs> Would can, you like we me to certainly do Oh no, I'm gonna play or, it. Or, oh, oh perfect. Oh we're that's, gonna play it that's for much everybody. Better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean if you wanna if you wanna sing it live, we can certainly no, do you that. You know what? It's I'm a little congested, so that's actually great that you'll <laughs> Play yes, no, we're going um, to we're gonna plop this on for everybody. We're gonna do that right now. So we are playing Only Be You by Rebecca Lang Florentino. I've given you this order to go in. Speak to them He said I am afraid And do not know quite I am not the one To do this for you Please find someone else 
I I love singing that one. Um, we used to open with that all the time. I still like to, but yeah, I just uh, that. Thank you. It's it's really a nice compliment, and I do. I try not to like overthink singing, but. You know, I do kind of wish I would have started earlier, but it's okay. It's okay that some, you know, sometimes it just happens that way in life. And I was um, busy with four kids and, you know, it's just like sometimes it it doesn't always happen like a movie star or whatever. It's just like life happens. Right. And it's supposed to happen like that. Like, oh, I have to go through experiences and not always easy stuff or whatever life is. And then I feel like that's where a lot of my songs come from anyway, you know, through like harder times and through joyful, wonderful times too. But I I do sometimes think I write a little too like contemplative or I hope they're not depressing songs, but I try to, you know, be uplifting and hopeful in the song, you know. So, um, but Harry, yeah. I have to just say, he really makes that song special, in my opinion. The Dobro is like, like almost mystical or or heavenly or something. I think he really brings a beauty to that through through the Dobro, and that that instrument is just so beautiful. It is. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, love that. See, and I was. Almost spot on with the reference. She, I, and I, I'm like seeing her cry. I think she played the character. She was in Coal Miner's Daughter. So I actually think oh, she yeah. played Loretta Lynn, right? Because isn't that oh, what Coal gosh. Miner's Daughter okay. is about? Yeah. So yes. anyway. Oh, my gosh. See? Oh, so I, wow. I'm not crazy in like, yeah, I'm, I swear. But anyway. All right. Cool. Sometimes. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, you remind me of this. No, that's and totally like, great. Totally, I'll have to look totally it up later and, and, and watch like, that oh, movie. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I know you mentioned earlier that your mom played the piano and you did some classical music and things like that. And I'm actually, yeah. it's very interesting because a lot of us start out in classical and then move kind of in different directions. Who are some of your musical influences? Let's see. I mean, when I was younger, I, I had older sisters. So when I was, you know, younger, I was I was playing the classical music and, and doing that, you know, instruments with the violin mostly. Um, but then, you know, I was introduced to Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin and the Grateful Dead and then going to college. Um, you know, just like it's pretty eclectic I think um, because I was also playing hymns with my mom and so I think I just got a really neat mixture but I would say people that I love to listen to um, when I was younger were like I loved um, Sarah McLaughlin I was like a early 90s teen um, and Melissa Etheridge was really big and the Indigo Girls and then I really enjoyed listening to the Sundays a little bit later. So, yeah, and I, I love, like, Emmylou Harris. I I love her voice, and um, I always enjoyed, like, the Black Crows and Eric Clapton. I just, I have kind of a, nice. a wide range, I would say. But, yeah, I, I definitely um, awesome. have a lot of people yeah, I those look are, up those to. Yeah, those are great. 
Yeah, and those are great because they give you like a very unique blend of influences into your music, which is probably why, you know, you, you kind of maybe bounce from like singer-songwriter to folk to maybe bluegrass, more Americana, because I can, in the influences that you're you're mentioning, can definitely see those mm-hmm. being called out. Yeah, so, and, and Edie Burkell, I always like Edie Burkell as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's another one that so you remind pretty. me of. See, so I'm oh, fascinated to hear that she's one of your influence. Yep, because she would be, she would be another one that I could definitely compare you to. So great. Thank you. Songwriting process, because I am all about songwriting. What's your process like? Do you have a specific uh, process that you follow and um, just kind of yeah. wing it, or? I yeah, I guess. I'm usually, you know, something I hear or a phrase or a comment or just anything um, you hear and and I I just, it just, you know, gets to me and I either can't stop thinking about it or something in my life maybe that's happening and I just realize, you know, I think of a phrase or I think of something and then usually that comes first, like the lyrical part I guess and then when I sit down with the guitar that part is easier for me just you know to bang out let's see what goes with this you know is it going to be minor or is it you know what what is that going to look like um but I guess typically with the when I come up with the phrase or the lyric I usually come up with the tune as well so I'm kind of ready to go, like on my guitar, with at least the chorus. So I think that's how that process usually goes. I mean, it could even be like encouragement from my own life. Like I'm, I need in my life something, and and I think you know, and I and I just write a song about it, or I see somebody's um, expression, and I, you know, it just is stirring, or. Um, takes you back to a memory of, of your childhood or, you know, a person that you, um, you know, met briefly or something and you realize, wow, that was that was an amazingly beautiful person or whatever it is. And you could really write a song about anything, but I guess that's my process. Awesome. One of the things that I ask every songwriter who comes on my show, or at least try to, sometimes I forget yeah. to ask the question, but I am going to ask it today. Tips and tricks that you would like to share. So is there anything specific that you have learned or may do that you would consider like a tip or trick for songwriting that you would like to share with any budding songwriters out there? That's a good question. I guess just just to first know what that phrase is or what that impactful hook is. What is that that you're bringing from your soul, basically, to show the world. Like, what do you need to say? And then I think short and sweet is good because it just, I mean, my lyrics, I don't tend to write a book, but then again, (laughs) it might be a little too short. Um, But I think that is a trick, just like showing your own heart and, um, and then just, kind of being with that, the lyric for a while, and it's okay if you can't come up with the verses yet. It's just okay. Like, it may not 
be supposed to come like to come to you yet. Like maybe you just need to chill with the chorus, go over that a lot. Recently wrote a song and I I the chorus is like so much fun and I just love to play it, but I couldn't get the verse. Um, but I just had to like tell myself it's okay, like you're you're gonna get it, it's just gonna and then I did and and um I think it's just like you have to be patient with the songwriting and sometimes it'll all come at once and then sometimes it's okay just to sit with it and it's going to probably be a better song with that patience and endurance. So I don't know if that's helpful. I love that. Completely (laughs) agree. I have, you know, no, I have ones that have been sitting for years just sitting there, right? You know, I mean, it's just, you know, sitting could is an infinite amount of time. And then there mm-hmm. are ones that come, the 10-minute songs where you're like, oh, oh my yeah. God, right? So great, great <laughs> advice. Just let it so come, true. let it come. So this is a great place to take a short break. We are going to pop in a word from one of our partners in podcasting, my partner in crime, chatting with Nat. We will be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on the Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. And we are back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network and my guest, Rebecca Lang Fiorentino. We are chatting about all kinds of fun stuff, and I'm going to ask you a funky fun question that I love hearing the responses to. If you were talking to your younger version of yourself, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, that's so good. I'd say probably just to start singing as as early as you can and um, just go out there and do it. It really does just take experience just to you know get comfortable with what you're comfortable with and who you like to play with and um or if you like to play alone um and i would just say um you know not to be afraid just to like go out there and be brave and even if life can get in the way and whatever just if if music is your thing just to Keep doing it and surround yourself with people um, that are encouraging and can, you know, critique you in a in a really healthy, good way that makes you better at at what you're doing. And um, if you need um, lessons or um, you know help with things, not to be afraid to ask and just to go out there and do it. <laughs> if you can't can't help it, you know, just just go out and sing and play and love it. Love it, love it, love it. Great. So what can we expect from you within the next six months? Any new releases planned? Any future gigs? You mentioned one. You have something coming up in the spring. What about new music? Yes, I think I'm going to be recording. I have a couple different places um, that... I might be recording with, and then you, just to expect, I guess, some of my my music, and similar to Only Be You, but maybe a little bit more, a few more songs, and um, 
yeah, I'm I'm just excited to record and get Harry and Mike and and maybe some other folks uh, on there to join me. So yeah, and that probably should be in like the summer. So that's what you awesome. should expect. <laughs> Great. You can look on my website. I always put um, at whatever's going on, you know, in um, on my website and. Um, you can come and see us play, and I would love that. Awesome. Fabulous. Well, we are going to share the second song that you brought with you. This one is called You'll Be All Right. Could you give us a little bit of insight into what that one is about? Sure. I just, I really just wrote it. Um, we were on lockdown, basically, with COVID, just when it all sort of went down and um it was just more just kind of that's when I wrote it um and it's just sort of um an encouraging song and just that you're you're gonna be okay and and uh that's that's it sorry I'm so bad at introducing my songs (laughs) no worries no worries at all we're gonna let this one speak for itself as well how about that so we are going okay. to play You'll Be All Right. Yeah, here it is. This is Rebecca Lang Fiorentino, and it's uh, You'll Be All Right. Here we go. I may be lost for you. I'll be with you, you'll be with me, a beautiful day. 
Another beautiful, beautiful song. Absolutely beautiful. Again, love your voice. Very much reminds me of several, several different people, but I love it. It's brilliant. So I'm glad that you found your voice later in life because it's fantastic. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Welcome. So before we sign off, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? How about where they can find you on social media, what your website is? Yeah, it's just uh, Rebecca Lang, that's L-A-N-G, and Fiorentino with an F. Um, I know it's a long last name. Um, And on my website, um, you know, you can find videos and and links to different either places we're playing or you know what's coming up and you can join our mailing list on there here and hear my music on there as well i'm not on too much social media but um i guess just you could sign up on my website for my mailing list and then you'll get sent you know where we're playing and everything so but, yeah, I just want to thank you so much. It's been so nice, Nikki, to, to be on your show, and thank you. I love I love everything about what you're doing, just to be so supportive of women, and together we are truly stronger, and I just thank you so much for um, what you do. Oh, you are quite, quite welcome, and we appreciate you very, very much. And I'm glad to be able to share you with everyone because, like I said, uh, your music is absolutely fantastic. I love the fact that you are a teacher. I love the fact that you're a mom and sharing you is what all of this is about. So you are quite welcome. And with that, y'all, make sure that you go check out those websites. Subscribe to Rebecca's newsletter. And let's see. Thank you, Rebecca, again for taking the time to chat with me today. I have thoroughly enjoyed it, and I know that everyone is going to enjoy you and your music. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Mixing It. On behalf of all of us here at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Keep on mixing it.